Uh, well, let's say I, I am conscious of one thing. Uh, early this morning, I, I woke up and, and thought, you know, the most important thing for anyone is to know the truth that we sing, Emmanuel, God with us. And it's the most beautiful thing that God, he didn't send his son as an angel. He didn't send his son uh, as some great being. He caused his son to be given in flesh, human flesh. The old prophets had said that any man that sees God dies. You cannot see God and live. And yet this mighty God somehow conspired with his son and he came and he dwelt among us full of glory and truth, this Jesus. And he came with a very specific purpose. Save people from their sin, from their diseases, and to turn round the whole of creation back to God himself. And Jesus, very God, a very God, came to do a miracle amongst men. There was a miracle of the virgin birth. There was a miracle of how God could join himself and, and you know, it's a mystery. How could God become both God and human? And Jesus took humanity upon himself. And yet he was very God, always been, always was, always will be. The whole of creation up was upheld by the power of his word. And yet here he came and he deigned to dwell amongst men. Bible says we esteemed him not. It's amazing how man, when the miracle happens, doesn't like it. When God comes and moves, there, there's somehow a, 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 a repelling. People want to, they feel safe with humanity. They don't feel safe with that which is divine and powerful and almighty. They don't feel safe when there's one who's greater than them. And therefore they want to push it away. But this mighty God, he came in all his Godhead. And he came and he dwelt among us. A man. A great mystery. God incarnate. A great, great mystery. The thing that I find most people forget is why he came. He came to save his people from their sin. He came with purpose. He didn't come just as a, a, a mistake pushed into time and it wasn't somehow a quick remedy. This was God's plan from the foundation of the earth. Always was. He was the Lamb of God slain before the foundation of the earth. God had always known 
the way of salvation. And when he sent his son, he sent him with purpose. And I just want to look at one thing, because over the period of time, there's one challenge that the devil always wants to put into the hearts and minds of men. And I would suggest it's probably in your mind and your heart. You see, when you talk about God and you talk about miracles and you talk about angels and you talk... But then the devil brings you down to the mundane reality of life and challenges the very life you have. What you believe. How you live. How it works for you. That's what's important. And then he picks out things and tries to dissuade you from believing in a miracle-working God. His whole ploy is to take you away from that. Look, your behavior, your daily life is not so important as your faith. Because your faith will lead to right living. And so the enemy of our souls is always in our minds and our imaginations trying to attack. That's where he's, the battle, if you want spiritual war, it's between your ears. It's the way you think. And all the world conspires to take away the divinity of Christ. They don't like us to say he's the only way to God. They don't like us to say that he's sovereign. They don't like us to say that his values are the only values that matter. But they are. They don't like us to say that he is the truth. But he is. They don't like us to say there's no other way into God. There is no other way. Jesus said, I am the way. No man can come to the Father but by me. He made it plain. The world hates that. What it wants is us to say, oh, yeah, well, of course, every religion's equal. They're not. There's only one God. God, the Father of Jesus Christ, our Savior. There's only one Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God who's over all and in you all. They don't like us to say we know we're right and they're wrong. But the truth is we are right and they are wrong. It's not arrogance, it's fact. Something that's true, it's true. And God is true and let every man be a liar. What he says is true, isn't it? And the world huffs and puffs. And they say, oh, you shouldn't be like that. They call it divisive. No, the only unity there's ever going to be is going to be in Jesus Christ. That's it. And no unity outside of him. And you'll find in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 2,
You remember, it's a story of a man who's let down through the roof um, in Capernaum. Find that in verse 4, and when they could come, not come nigh unto him for the press, and Mark, Mark 2, I'm in Mark 2. Where, where are you? Well, you should have known where I was. What's wrong with your prophetic gift? Did I say Matthew? Yes. Well, there you are. It's amazing. I assumed you'd all be where I was. Because you know where the story of coming into Capernaum is, don't you? You knew that was Mark 2. And when they, verse 4 of chapter 2 of Mark, for those who couldn't find it, and when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. And there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, Why did this man thus speak blasphemies who can forgive sins but God only ah they'd realize there's only one way to get sins forgiven who does it God so their real problem was the divinity of Christ always is and immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves he said unto them, Why reason ye these things in your hearts? Well, what, what's the problem? Why is it? You see, it's in the heart and in the mind that you think. Uh, and the enemy of our souls is always getting there. The enemy has a ploy. Always has had. He wants to bring your faith in Christ as saviour down he wants to convince you that this God of heaven and earth doesn't mean to do you good he means to do you ill he's not on your side he's against you and the whole of his ploy is to somehow make people believe God is an angry God he's against them when he's not he's on your side God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He didn't go against his four. And you have to understand that. The most terrible thing is when people have, have a notion that somehow God is angry with them, God's against them. That is not true. God's not against you. He sent his son to redeem you. He loves you. He's not angry with you. That's not a God I know. He's a merciful God, full of grace and truth. And here they are, they see a man lowered down, and you'll find if you look in Luke's Gospel for the same uh, uh, story, it says the power of God was there to heal the sick. The reason no one got healed was because of what was in their hearts and in their minds. 
And the reason a lot of people don't get healed today is because the enemy of our souls has bombarded us with reasons as to why we shouldn't be. How often I've gone to pray for people, I said, do you believe God can heal you? Well, I know he can. No, do you believe he will? Right now. Well, I believe he can. God can do anything. Do you believe it will? That's the question. And the belief is struggling with the fact of is sickness from God or is it from the devil? Is sickness going to teach me something? The only thing te sickness teaches you is how to suffer. And that's not a good thing. God came to, uh, and Jesus suffered in our place, that we should not suffer. He didn't come that we should suffer. He came that we might have life, and life more abundant. Don't ever get the idea there's some virtue in disease. There's no virtue in disease. It's horrible. It's part of the devil's ploy. He came to kill and to destroy and to steal. He wants to steal your health. He wants to steal your life. He wants to steal your joy. He wants to steal your love. He wants to steal everything from you. That's his purpose. Now my God has come to destroy the works of the devil. Jesus was manifested, it says in 1 John, to destroy the works of the devil. He's come with a purpose. He's come to destroy disease. He's come to destroy sin. He's come to destroy affliction. He's come to destroy. He's come to pull down the strongholds of Satan that are in your mind and bring the truth of God into your heart. My God is working. He's come to do it. And the battle you have is inside of yourself. That's where he works, in your mind and your imaginations, in your reasoning. And if your reasoning isn't God reasoning, you're in trouble. That's why the world wants to make so much of it. When I mentioned how the Archbishop Benson Ederhoser raised eight, um, 14 people from the dead, they get angry. I said, well, I've met some of them who were raised from the dead. I don't like that. So then I tell them that about the child who died, a, a pastor's son, and how he was brought to the meeting. And I, I think quite a few of the people, were you there that time? Who else was there? Put up your hand. Stand up, the ones that were there. Okay, you were all there when that child was brought dead into the meeting. Oh, you were there. You were there. Child brought dead from a hospital into the meeting. You were there. Corpse brought into the meeting. You were there. Child had died, been dead some four hours from the hospital, brought to the meeting by the father. Correct? Or was it by the mother? I can't remember which. Father. Okay, you were there? Child dead. All right, we have a few witnesses. 
Now in a court of law, they would be good witnesses. But in the devil's kingdom, they don't want to hear. And the archbishop blew on the child's face, right? And the child came back to life, right? And he put the child on the pulpit in front of everyone. Everyone could see the miracle, right? Hey, isn't that wonderful? Glory to God. That God can raise the dead. Amen? You saw it. You saw it. So no miracle can be too hard for you to believe, can it? Can it? Why? Because you saw the dead raised. That's wonderful, isn't it? What a privilege. To have been there at the time that a child died, was brought into a meeting. I don't know how many people were there. 40,000, I don't know. But I tell you this, you saw it with your own eyes. Glory to, isn't that wonderful? Hey, I'll tell you, you're privileged people. Hmm? <laughs> now the devil wants to convince everyone that God can't do it. So they'll come out with, well, why don't you just go to the hospital and raise everyone from the dead? Just go and do it. But it was God who did it, wasn't it? Huh? God did it. And he's a sovereign God. Okay, do sit down. Good, that's a good number of witnesses, isn't it? Dead being raised. Now, if you say, well, maybe the child was in a coma. Look, a Nigerian doctor is as good as an English doctor. And, and you know, they were there. The doctors, the hospital said, child's dead. I believe it. And I believe God raised him. I do. I saw the child. I cannot but say... It is so. It's good to know, isn't it? Now the world object to that. The media object to that. You mustn't say that. Don't tell anyone. Because the divinity of Christ is so wonderful that the devil wants to rob it from every human heart. His power, his might. And here they were. They'd torn off the roof. And let's face it, whenever you get anywhere in God, you're going to upset all the status quo. And the question wasn't, oh, Jesus, look. Why are you forgiving this man his sins? What about the things he's done in his life? They weren't interested in that. The only thing they were doing was attacking what was behind it. What was behind it is God. 
They couldn't bear the fact that he was God. And they can't bear the fact that a Christian has the life of the Holy Ghost and the life of the living Savior within their being and they are different. They speak with an authority that the others can't speak with. They stand with a power that no one else has. And they have a hope that all the world is envious of. And they don't want us to have our hope. They don't want us to have our faith. They don't want us to have our beliefs. They want to wrench them from us, but they can't. But what is really getting at them is what's inside. Because the Holy Ghost is a true and faithful witness. What's really working is something they can't abide. It's called light because they live in darkness. They can't understand because their foolish hearts are darkened. And therefore, the only thing they can do is reason with the devilish reason of the world. They can't understand the things of God because a natural man can't receive them. For they're spiritually understood and therefore they get in a rage to cover up their inadequacy. And that is what we are. We're, we're salt in the earth. We're a light that's set on a hill that cannot be hid. People know who we are. Why is it they're coming to look? Because the one thing they can't stand is miracles because miracles speak of God. And when you speak of God and his mighty power, hey, and you say you belong to him, you are in the earth, you're upsetting them. And when you say you're a believer in miracles, that upsets them more. Yippee. We've got a miracle working God. Amen? He is. Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, God Almighty. The heathen rage. Glory. To, why? What is it that sad their soup? What is it that sticks in their crawl? Miracles. Miracles. We've got a miracle working God. Amen. And you know, Jesus forgave this man his sins. And look, I, I, I want to just read it. They say, um, verse 7, Why did this man not speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reason within themselves, he said unto them, Why reason ye these things in your hearts? Whether it is easier to say to the sick of the palsy, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise, take up thy bed and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins, 
He said to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise, take up thy bed, and go thy way into thine house. Glory to God. And he got up and he went. Didn't he? You see, in the end, miracles confirm the truth we preach. Forgiveness of sins. Christ atoned for us. Christ the Lamb of God, slain before the foundation of the world. Calvary, the answer to every man's need. Resurrection. My, it hurts them, it offends them. And miracles confirm it. And what they can't stand is a church or a group of believers that are not ashamed to declare that our God is a miracle-working God and challenge and defy the devil and all his filthy works. And say there's right and wrong. And it's in the book. Well, is it easier to say, your sins be forgiven you, or to say, get up? Be healed. Well, I tell you, it's easier to say be healed. But it's part of the same. Jesus said, just so everyone will know, I have power on earth to forgive sins. Hey, come on, fella, get up, go home. And immediately he got up, took up his bed, and he went home, didn't he? Huh. Glory to God. Now that is what they want to kill off. They want to challenge us on the question of miracles. And I want to tell you, go back with me to Acts. Look at, look, or go forward, should I say, to Acts. Back, forward. And uh, in Acts 4, um, verse 26, you can read it in context when you get home. Oh, let's take it, no, we'll take it from verse 24, or 23. And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God. Number one, declaration. Lord, thou art God. Don't ever leave that out of anything you say. Wonderful. which has made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, 
whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together for to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and one soul. Amen. Look what they said. Look, let us speak thy word. Verse, verse um, uh, 29. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants with all boldness they may speak thy word. How are they going to do it? By stretching forth thine hand to heal. And signs and wonders may be done. Healing, signs and wonders are the way we speak. That's the way we talk. It talks louder than anything. That's how you speak. Give us boldness to speak by. By what? By stretching forth your hand. Miracles say everything. Miracles seconds, they, they settle the dispute. Miracles answer the questions. Miracles are the answer. No miracles, no Jesus. Wherever Jesus is, there are miracles. Talking about miracles, body, soul, and spirit, he came to redeem us. Amen? Miracles. And that's the challenge. Let them threaten. Lord, we're going to speak with boldness by you stretching forth your hand to heal. That signs and wonders will be done. Let's confound them with the miracle power of a miracle working God. That's the answer. That was the answer in Acts of the Apostles. It's the answer in the early church. It's always been the answer. Miracles. I believe in them. I'm not ashamed of them. I'm not ashamed of the challenge. Glory to God is the most wonderful thing of all. See miracles. I've seen so many. Believe in so many. Get letters all the time from people who have visited the church. Year, two years later saying how they were totally miraculously healed. Now sometimes we make a big point of bringing them out the front and, and laying hands on them. At other times we've just prayed. And it doesn't matter whether we pray in the chair or we bring them out the front. I want to tell you, they come and declare the miracles that God has wrought. We want boldness, don't we? Holy Ghost boldness. Uh, and, you know, I pray that God will let the fire fall on the murmurers and disputers. Do you know, it says in the early church, no man dares join themselves. I'll tell you why. 
because when light's really around, it's uncomfortable. If you're not going to clean up your act and live right and stop your nonsense and stop your horrible griping, you won't feel comfortable. I hope you don't feel comfortable if you're not right. Our God is a mighty God, amen? He's a good God. Our God is mighty. Lord, behold their threatenings. Grant unto thy servants boldness to speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal and that signs and wonders might be done by the holy child Jesus. And when they prayed this, the place where they were was shaken. Glory to God. And they were all filled with that. Uh, that, that kind of is the way I like to be. I like to look the devil in the face, smack him on the snout and say, clear off. Our God is mighty. Hmm? Resist the devil and he flees. Miracle. Healing. I was stirred to say one thing. It says this, if any man's sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church. Let him anoint him with oil. Prayer of faith will save the sick. Does it say that? Heal the sick. Huh? And if he's got any sins, they'll be forgiven him. Glory to God. Well, I believe in it. I believe in it. Ah. You know, don't ever, don't ever get this idea that you need to be ashamed or afraid. They, they've got something to They're worried. They're on the run. If you could see what's really happening, if you could open your eyes and see through what's really going on, I tell you, they're in chaos. They don't know how to stop this thing. They can't. Our God is a mighty God. Think of it, Gideon, just 300 people. They were like a multitude. And God wheedled them down to 300 people. All they needed was light, a trumpet voice. And the enemy, they ended up chopping each other up. Glory to God. That's what's going to happen. Miracles. I believe in miracles. Amen. I tell you what I want to do. It's Christmas. There's oil. I want to pray for the sick. Christmas present. My view is fight disease with everything. Glory to God. You know, I'm a believer. And, and God spoke to me to do it. And when God speaks, that's why I couldn't come in here and a mess this morning. Because when God speaks to me, God speaks to me. I know God's voice. And when God says something, that's it. You know, that's me. I wouldn't, I thought, well, let's go and have fun and enjoy things. I, I got up. I suppose at four o'clock this morning uh, and stirring in my spirit 
uh, and it's been stirring for a few days. Hey, devil, I hate your works. I want to tell you that God put me on the earth to destroy them. God put me on the earth to be a gospel preacher. I want to tell you, devil, you're in trouble. You are in so much trouble. You're losing. And you're never going to silence the voice of your people. And you're never going to silence the voice of miracles. Not while I'm breathing. And they're not going to take my breath from me. Because our God is alive. He's mighty. His name is Jesus. For he shall save his people. And that's what he's come to do. He's come to save you. What a Christmas present. Get tuned in to what God wants to do for you. He wants to save you. Body, soul, and spirit. Now look, you've got to clean up your life. Got to live right. You've got to start getting your mind straight. Got to start believing right. Got to stop messing around. Don't you start wavering in your mind. Stand firm. Christians, put on the whole armor of God. Stand. You stand with the sword of God, the word of God in your hand. Shield of faith. <sighs> Alive in him. That's Christianity. Glory to God. That's what I believe in. The Bible says, These signs shall follow them that believe they shall lay hands on the sick. And what happens? They shall recover. It says, If any man sick among you call for the elders of the church, they are anointed with oil, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. I believe it. This day is the beginning of new days. If they think we'd preached miracles before, they've heard nothing yet. Miracles. I believe in them. Amen? You know, let's not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed of it. Okay? We're going to sing. I believe in what? Miracles. miracles. What a miracle working God we have. What a mighty God. We're not ashamed of this gospel. Jesus is here today. This wonderful one who's God almighty is here for you. He's not afar off. so easy you can respond to him he's not against you he's for you he can change everything in your life in your body in your being he can transform you in the moment the devil's a liar our God is true You know, 
I look out on a sin-sick world. I see the ugliness of it all. And I see a Savior who's mighty to save. Almighty, all-powerful God has the answer to every need. Ready to meet everyone. Not against you, but for you. He said the way you can come. He said how it will be. And all you have to do is avail yourself of his promise. That's easy. So easy. I believe in miracles because I believe in God God and miracles go together that's the way it is I want to tell you this if you can't believe in miracles you're not a God believer you're a liar if you don't believe Jesus is a miracle worker you can't be a Christian because who he was and his divinity was confirmed by what he did he's the same yesterday today and forever he never changes. 2,000 years ago, the multitudes flocked to him. The church should be built on miracles. That's the church I believe in. I don't believe in another church. I challenge the devil. You've no rights. You've no power. You've no authority anymore. For Jesus said, all authority is given to me, both in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. I challenge the liars who seek to frustrate the purpose of God in the earth. You cannot win. You will fall as the very one who leads you fell. Because it's a lie. And the truth will prevail. I believe in miracles. I hate disease. I hate sickness. I hate what it does to people. It's an affront to the God of heaven. It's wrong. Has no rights. I believe in miracles. This day, just close your eyes, wherever you are. Father, this day, I come in your great name against all the false authorities that have set themselves up in people's hearts and minds. Lord, I come against the unbelief that would grip hearts. 
and defy your word of truth this day I curse your power and break it I loose the truths of life in every heart I break the chains and yokes that bind this day I command you to drop off these people you release them this day your power's broken you lying fiend you've no power to destroy for one mightier than you is here who's come to heal who's come to deliver his name is Jesus we're celebrating his birth we're celebrating his Godhead. We're celebrating him and all that he does in the earth. Lord, fulfill your word. Stretch forth your hand and do as you promise as we obey you. Amen.